Doug and Marty vs. the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. Freedom! It feels so good to be free. I'm happy free. free and to be me. This is Doug Bassler. Free to be you and Doug Bassler. Marty McClendon here is Doug and Marty versus the world. Freedom is great. And we you value those things that you're in danger of losing, brother. You you're value those things you have less of because you had more of it. You don't want to take for granted the freedom that we have that been given to us by our fathers and forefathers in this nation. So what a great way to start the show, brother. I have been, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the program Flashpoint. It is on Victory Channel. It's a Kenneth Copeland network. Okay. And uh, they had a broadcast uh, a couple of days ago uh, featuring basically kind of what's going on in Australia. And they showed videos, very disturbing videos, one taken from inside one of the new concentration camps, mm-hmm. uh, a lady going, so I'm going to get a $5,000 fine if I cross the yellow line. Yes, if you cross the yellow line again, we'll get, you know, she totally camered them and they're just talking. And then another person who found one of the camps and went outside in this double walled electric fence camp, and then mm-hmm. they have an aerial view of it. It's quite large, brother. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, uh, concentration camps in the free state of Australia. I mean, this is this is interesting times. So we we're facing, you know, they do that. You know, Australia is what? It's not a huge country. What is it? Twenty million people, like the yep. size of Idaho, right? Um, a little bit bigger than Washington, Idaho together, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right? something like yeah. that. And um, but that's what they do. They experiment there. If they can make it fly there, then they mm-hmm. pick bigger targets. And, you know, and then, of course, the biggest target of all is us. I, I will say this. And, and this is this. Is, I'm glad you brought this up. First of all, it's scary seeing this. But what we hear from our uh, left of center friends, if we have those around here anymore, those that we know that say, that, oh, that's Australia. That would never happen here. And yet what is Australia? Right. It's always held up as a great democracy. And you see the political left always talking about how we're a democracy. We're not. We're a republic. You know, there's a distinction that makes a difference. In a democracy, the majority rules. They elect leaders that pass rules that you have no civil rights. You have no rights to your Second Amendment. There's no, there is no Second Amendment. They can put you in concentration camps. So the idea well, here- They, when they, they have about, a constitution. I mean, they have- sort of a bill of rights, but they don't have any first amendment. They don't have any second yeah. amendment. They've been but disarmed. Come back to that word democracy, but the true democracy, yeah. the majority rules is what, what's happened. We don't have that here. And yet for 20 years, we've been hearing democracy, democracy, because they want to make it a democracy. It's been, it's been more than 20, but if you were older, you'd know that. Well, um, you know, you know, I've been young hearing young it. Whipper <laughs> snappers. Yes. So I think think it's a nice lead into our program today because, you know, um, these things are coming. So I've heard tale. Uh, Glenn Morgan went down and tried to film, but there's some property that's been acquired. Mm -hmm. There's been people that we know, somebody very close to you, as a matter of fact, um, that have been offered jobs in these quarantine detention centers. Mm-hmm. or quarantine. I don't know what do they call them, but any rate, one of the uh, people that I'm aware of said that they asked him a question, are you willing to forcefully vaccinate someone? Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, that type of thing. So these are the questions they're asking. They're getting rid of, you know, we had, uh, we had a wonderful kickoff. Thank you, brother. 
uh, for my political campaign this week. And uh, Trooper LeMay uh, was there and Greg Anderson, Port of Seattle, both former police officers. They both said the same thing. They're getting rid of us and they're filling our places with brown shirts, which Mm -hmm. is the uh, reference to the Nazis and how they filled the ranks of, of the, quote, police, unquote, with criminals who are willing mm-hmm. to do criminal things to us. And so here in America, we have the rule of law, right? That's, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the Supreme Court, believe it or not, is not the highest court in the land or the highest law in the land. The Supreme Court was kind of misnamed because it's mm-hmm. just like the highest court. I You could say that or the highest court of appeals. The, the supreme law of the land is the United States Constitution says, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And it was obviously under God. We all understand that we get our rights from God. Government's instituted to protect those rights through the Constitution, which is the highest law, which honors God and protects our rights. Uh, And we have the right to redress our grievances. So what we're seeing now, though, is several cases, typically when um, Trump was in office, the left would use the courts to their advantage. They would stop any mandates. They would uh, stop anything in the legislature through appeal and through the appeals court and so forth that were loaded with leftist judges. And of course, a lot of that was changed under the Trump's administration. And now um, three different things, the Biden's um, executive order on businesses or through the OSHA. Brandon. Um, Brandon, yeah. Uh, where he was trying to uh, impose a rule through OSHA that all employers that have 100 employees or more would have to force vaccinate, basically. That was now injunction. It's been stopped. Um, the Biden's federal mandate that all federal workers must be vaccinated has now been stopped today. And then, of course, all, all the other ones. So all across the board where there's been a federally mandated vaccine mandate, they've been stopped in the courts. So just on Wednesday, the governor of Texas said, okay, since those have all been stopped in the court, I make an executive order in our state that no one in our state can mandate the vaccine to anybody. Now, I love that. And, it's, and I know that Ron DeSantis in Florida has done the same thing. Where do you think, you think Jay Inslee might do that? Might, might actually come out and mandate and say, no, no, you can't mandate the vaccine here. What do you think? Um, are we talking about <laughs> Jay? The, the, as, yes. As Jerry yeah, the guy that him, loves the hair power. Lip. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know that Jay Inslee actually is a hair lip, but, um, I've heard him refer to, no, I'm no brother. And so I, one question for you, I know we have a guest coming up here shortly, but, uh, on Wednesday as well, um, the U S Senate, which typically doesn't agree on a whole lot. It's along, um, um, partisan lines. They actually got two Democrats to vote with the Republicans to, pass a, a repeal of all federal mandates for vaccine mandates. I don't know how that works. I mean, obviously they don't control the house. President Biden would never sign it. So is this lip service? Is this showing America that we're, they're standing up against it? That is bipartisan um, support against these mandates. Well, that's a few Democrats that are trying to keep their job because there's a red wave coming brother. Yes, there is a red yes, wave is. of Justice, yep. truth, justice in the American way. So I, um, I'm sure you saw this, and this is something to prime the pump, right? Because all these things, people are starting to get their eyes opened. Like the pump They're, needs priming, brother. It does. Go ahead. But more and more, more and more truth is coming out. You're speaking uh, and, and more and more delay, exactly, as well. But the FDA, right? 
they had the FOIA request and demand to turn over all one. Pfizer documents, all the research. They wanted all the to stuff seal in. that for like 54 years. Yep. Well, they went back and asked for 20 more years. Now they want 75 years in order to be able to produce there all those paperwork. was a document dump, though. Yeah, the first. They'll give us the first couple thousand pages. Yeah. But the, and the, but and 500 pages a year after that. absolutely shocking. It is. They, and this is, is it Moderna's or Pfizer's paperwork, right? Pfizer. And their own thing, their own paperwork lists 1,200 deaths directly mm-hmm. from the, the shot and, mm-hmm. and, and thousands of adverse effects like heart disease and all these other things. So yep, a large heart and the, um, the, the palsy, the, uh, there's a bunch of different stuff coming out of it that they knew ahead of time, but the, the research came out. This is They've known and they didn't say yes. anything. In addition to that, you know, there's the three vaccines, right? Pfizer. Yes. Moderna and Johnson and Johnson, right? Yes. And they're working on the booster shots now, which Fauci came out this week and said that they're going to change the definition of fully vaccinated. It's now going to be two vaccines and the booster. Otherwise you're not fully vaccinated. We know that would never end there. Right. Well, beyond that, they came out on Tucker Carlson's show. They talked about that in 2016 or 2018, 2018, uh, Moderna was working with the federal government on coronavirus research and creating a coronavirus vaccine back then partnering with them. So the basics for all these vaccines that were produced um, during Trump and now being pumped to the public was uh, intellectual property from the federal government. They were working on this before the virus was actually escaped from the Wuhan. So, um, and then they mandate that everybody has, is that, is that a conflict of interest brother? Uh huh. So the government Uh is actually making money on this as they're paying money out. There's, this is that, this is that's my best there. that's my best Bill Murray. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> Brother. So, I know. This thing uh, so stinks. It's getting it as it gets stinks. clearer, as, as the Bible says, all things done in the dark will be revealed in the light. God is as, revealing. As the Bible how, say it says, yes. he stinketh. <laughs> he stinketh. Is that the uh Saint Doug version or what? It said uh, <laughs> when they go when Jesus was telling to move the sto- stone for Lazarus, he stinketh. Yes. By now he, he stinketh. stinketh. Yeah. So I'm just I'm pulling that out of context because this thing stinketh. It stinks to high it's heaven. The King and James version. So um getting to our guest in a second, but you and I have been around, but your kickoff was fantastic, great speakers, con- people running for Congress, elected officials. Um, but it reminds me over since 2020, when I ran statewide again uh, and met lots of great people, there are um, such passion. People are angry. They're ticked off. They're wanting to know what to do. Every single rally I went to from 2020 until now has gotten bigger and bigger, whether it be 2,000 or 5,000 or 10,000 people. Um, there's groups in Seattle with the um, Washingtonians for Change, which is our good friend, Michelle Lee, which is fantastic. She's a group of uh, Chinese Americans that, that got together and said, we've got to make a difference. And we've got groups down in Clark County as well, and, you know, a Patriot group. There's, there's groups over in Spokane. There's groups in Tri-Cities that, you know, that aren't fully, up, you know, haven't participated before. They're not in the PCO process or a part of the Republican Party. They're just citizens that say, we got to make a difference. We got to push back against these vaccine mandates. We got to push back against this critical race theory in schools. We got to push back against the, our kids being uh, groomed for pedophilia or um, the comprehensive sex. All those things. 
So I'm encouraged by seeing these groups sprout up. And so our guest today uh, is uh, Jim Swanger. Um, he's part of another group. Uh, he's down there in Lewis County, and they started meeting. So I wanted to bring Jim on. All the way down in Lewis County. Hey, for That's our listeners, only just friends across the state. Thurston County, right? Yep. Okay. Down there in Shakala's area. But but what I'm saying is, is here's another time where people want an outlet. They want to be know what they can do to make a difference. They want to um, be um, educated in, in a way, but also how do you make a difference? How do you turn this state around and this nation around or our communities around and protect our little ones and protect our community and protect our, our property and so forth. So when we, I met Jim at uh, one of the rallies and he's a friends of, of many of my other friends down there. So Jim, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. <clears throat> I appreciate it. So I want to know, you know, I obviously, um, have you ever been involved like in politics before as far as like running for office or helping candidates before this all happened? I never have. Yep. Welcome to the, welcome to the uh, fray brother. Right. Welcome to the fight. (laughs) And so what led you, I mean, I know there's a many things, but was there one thing that, you know what, I need to do something. I need to make a difference. I need to organize something. There was no one thing. It's just a collection of so many things. You know, we watched the pandemic go on and on, you know, last year. And then it, we had an election stolen mm-hmm. and then they came out with mandates and we just said, we can't just sit by and watch this. And we started talking. So we got to push back mm-hmm. um, me and my friend. And I said, well, it's the two of us. We're not going to push back too hard, but we can still push back. And we just decided we needed to get out and, and meet people. And I, we noticed that there's all these conservative groups mm-hmm. and everybody's got their own little thing, you know, the mandate or sex ed or, I mean, whatever mm-hmm. it should be. And I said, we need to get them all together. And so we had a meeting here locally and had about 20 people showed up. And uh, now we have 80 regularly Man, I'd be happy to get 20 people together. And now he's got 80. <laughs> this is good. This is going in the right direction, Jim. So here's the thing. This is what Doug and I have talked about a lot. There are a lot of people that want to do something. They form groups. They get together. They may have a, a dinner meeting. They may have a speaker. And those are all good things. But one of our good friends always said that showing up to a meeting is not getting involved. Getting involved is doing something, right? Investing your time and your talent. So here you are like, hey, there's a lot of groups, but they're more powerful together. What if we could organize? What if we could leverage each other's strengths and actually make a real difference? So that this is kind of the conversation you have with your friend. You invited, like Doug said, you got 20 and then you got 80. And so go from there. So we were getting people to come in and speak, you know, to kind of educate people. And mm-hmm. um, the common thread, we'd, they'd start asking questions after the speaker was there. So well, what can we do? And everybody's going, we need to do stuff. And when we first started, there was some issues with a school board, one of the local school boards. So we went in mass down to the meeting and went from, you know, it'd be five or six, a school board meeting. All of a sudden there was a hundred and uh, we noticed it made a difference. Mm -hmm. So we decided that maybe we need to focus locally. So we're in the process of 
making sure we're got people at all the school board meetings and the town council meetings and the Lewis County meetings um, to see what they're doing. And along the way, we have some, some people who are well-versed in uh, the corporate government world and they can write letters. And mm -hmm. uh, so we're teaching other people how to write letters and it just, <laughs> everybody's excited to have something to do. Exactly you know, right. So I'm going to have a question, a pointing question for our audience or for you, Jim, um, to, to ask you, I, I think I know the answer because Doug and I ran for office a few times. Doug is running now and I'm, we're, I'm running as well. And the biggest problem we have as candidates when someone says, I want to help is making sure we have something for them to do right away because people want to feel used. They want to, uh, they want to feel beneficial. They want to have a job or role where they can make a real difference. My question to you is obviously the things you have decided to do, show up at school board meetings, write letters. Those are things that work. Those are things you learn to do. Um, those are things that the party oftentimes would, would reach out or supposed to reach out, the Republican Party and, or if you're a Democrat, whatever, Democrat Party, and they would ask for volunteers for that. Has the Republican Party ever reached out to groups or you or your friends and, and, and asked them to do this type of things, like show up at school board meetings or write letters? Not, not that I know of. Right. See, this is, first of all, the need, the, the environment we're in, people are looking for a way to get involved. Clearly, um, the answers are there. We brought guests in who said, hey, this is what you can do to make a difference. You know, get involved, show up. When you show up, the people that are elected don't like being in the spotlight. That They tend to change their opinion when lots of people show up, when lots of people mail letters or email or call. We've seen it at Olympia. We've seen it in, in the U.S. Capitol, and we see it at local school boards. Uh, what do they send Merrick Garland at after you or not? It's great. So you did this on basically because you needed something to do. You, you wanted something to do. I'm just talking out loud to our party. This is one of those things where they're like, we can't get anybody to help. People are dying for something to do. They want to make a difference. If we get the information out, you know, people already want to get engaged. Give them ways to get engaged. Don't That's think, right. Yeah. 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 And and it's exciting because um, there is a lot you can do. And, mm -hmm. and people are communicating, even though they're trying to like shadow ban and shut things down. Um, I'm seeing more and more. You know, like, for example, the Freedom Flyers event, uh, what was that, a week and a half ago or so over at the SeaTac Airport and stuff like that. This, you know, you can find these things and then let's go support them. Let's go support these pilots. Let's go support, you know, the event that we had for the kickoff. Let's support the first responders that are, you know, losing their jobs mm -hmm. over the jab, right? That type of thing. So, yeah, it's exciting. So. And now that I've kind of put you on the spot there, Jim, and kind of called out our party saying we got to do a better job of getting people yeah. an opportunity to serve. Um, so now that you've done that uh, and you saw that there's a need for connecting with other groups, what's the next step for you guys? Well, I, I think that the, our big fear is, as we talk is what's going to happen come January when the legislative session starts. Mm -hmm. um, we've got, Republican legislators are going to be locked out. Mm -hmm. um, we hear that the left is going to push real hard because they know they're not going to be around after November, next November. Mm -hmm. So, and so we're, we're working on that. We've got people who are starting to monitor bills and 
do everything we can. We're, we're 40 minutes from Olympia. If we need to have people at Olympia, we need to have people there. But if we take, say, our 200, that doesn't mean very much. But if we can it means reach a lot. out to the don't be, so, don't be surprised other groups and say hey let's support this we support you and i've already reached out to them and they you know we send a lot of emails mm-hmm. back and forth and we're con- conversing and they say we're doing this and so if we can get everybody to not worry about their little teeny their it's not little their their piece of the pie that they're their single issue yep yep their issue well if we don't band together that issue is going to get squashed. Yep. And so, so that's the message I'm trying to share. I'm trying to get our local organization running so I can just focus on connecting with, with other groups. And this um, is a hard for Doug and I as well. As we see, at least in the political battlefield of Washington State over the last 40 years, the last 12 or 13 that I've been involved in Doug probably over the last decade that he's been involved locally in campaigns and party of politics is the left, um, which is what they are. They join forces. So you have the greens, you have the cascade bicycle club, you have the Sierra club, you have the unions, you have the whatever, they all pool resources, even though their issue may be transportation or their issue may be social justice or their issue may be environmental protection, whatever it may be. Whenever the issue is, they all jump on board, support the same issue so that it wins, and then they go together and they agree to support each other uh, over here. That's leveraging their power. And so, yes, and Doug says, I love the Constitution. And so, absolutely, um, we've got to do a better job of leveraging our our mass appeal. I mean, the the silent majority, but actually mobilize it. Say, look, give up your issue. We'll help you specific issue, whether it be educational choice or whether it be keeping sex away from our kids or keeping CRT out of schools, let's work together and make sure they don't raise taxes on those that can't afford it. Let's, let's work together and make sure that they don't um, push these mandates on businesses and willy-nilly. So I think you're exactly right. I think people are willing to. They People have this um, fear that someone might take over. No, it's more about how do we communicate? Here's an issue we can all get around. Let's mobilize and show up to Olympia. Like you said, you're 200, and Doug said, there's a lot. But you, That's a, to yeah, your and, point. And, yeah. and, and finding out what people, you know, what their issue is. What mm-hmm. are they passionate about? And this is one of the things. I had a, uh, a conversation uh, earlier this week, Marty, with a good friend of ours. If I said his mm-hmm. name, you'd know. And um, he's kind of a single-issue guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, dude just because that's your issue, we got to let, you know, state representatives Walsh or young, or so, he was kind of dissing mm-hmm. on them a little bit because they weren't picking up his issue. I'm like, yeah, but they're working on some other issues that are important to them. Let's all stay in our lane. We're, you know, and he was an, he's an election integrity guy. And I say, Hey, mm-hmm. we're interested in election integrity. That's our lane. We're on it. We're, we're, we're doing these lawsuits, all this stuff. And so, you know, that would just encourage you, Jim, like find out what the things, you know, the things that they're passionate about, because, um, I was at that that thing they had uh, last month at the Red Dog Saloon, and a lady got up there and she's like, "Well, I was really passionate about this school issue, right? Whatever." So she goes down to Olympia to testify at the committee, and she was yeah. the only one. But mm-hmm. because she was there, she was able to impact that committee. So even yeah. one person in Olympia testifying or or going on a Zoom or however we do it, 
yep. these days because, you know, yep. it's tyrant, tyranny. But, Most of our legislative friends say that one letter is worth 200 people, basically, it equates to. So, so if you said up, 200 letters, Jim, yep. <laughs> you guys look like 40,000 people. The, the, yes. Yes. You know, what really gave me this idea, um, you know, the movie Miracle on 34th Street with Santa Claus mm-hmm. is on trial. And the defense attorney handed five letters to the judge and the prosecutor says, Your Honor, five letters, that's nothing, you know. And the defense attorney says, Your Honor, I have some more evidence. And the judge says, bring it and put it on my desk. And they brought in dozens of, of bags. bags full of letters <laughs> and mm-hmm. dumped it on his desk. And I saw that as I'm plowing a field in Minnesota helping my friend. And I saw that vision of it. And I go, that is what we got to do. Mm-hmm. We got to flood them. We saw it. A very real example of this, Jim, during the when the um, hairstylists were threatened to to lose their independent uh, uh, contractor status and be taxed, right. thousands of them showed up in Olympia, and immediately everybody backed off. And so, if you had two hundred from Lewis County, two hundred from Pocan County, two hundred from Pierce County, two hundred from Kitsap County, you would overwhelm them. That's that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. Well, it's really great to see that you're. You know, and, and that's, I mean, that's really America because if you, if you go back to the 1770s, they were meeting in, in taverns and Mm -hmm. places like that. And they started, they were chatting and they were just talking and they're like, we got to do something. And the doing something became more and more compelling, the more the tyranny happened. And, you know, we heard from this, this, uh, from state representative Jim Walsh, and from others at my kickoff event the other day that they're, they're looking at another 18 to 24 months of emergency lockdown. That's what Inslee's looking for. You know, I mean, like I want dictatorial powers for my entire third term. Right. And so we've got to, we've got to push back. And so I just, you know, we just want to honor you. We're excited. You guys are doing it and that's how it's done. It's just two Mm -hmm. or three or whatever gathered and, 20 now it's 80 now it's 100 now it's whatever and I th- that's how it starts yeah i think that's it too because we always uh, jim we encourage all of our listeners all the time we, we have a strong belief that everyone's created in god's image that they're created for a purpose that they're in where they're at in their community their city um, for that purpose to serve the community that they step out in faith um, they can bring a unique set of skill sets they can bring a, a unique perspective to serve on school board or, or a city council or in Congress or whatever it may be, or support somebody and really make a difference. And so uh, we know that every, there, there are a lot more people out there like you, Jim, that just want to do something, that want to have a conversation. And part of that is having conversation. Like Doug said, we're over the holidays. We're over Christmas and New Year's now. What a great time yeah. to bring things up and say, are you feeling what I'm feeling? I don't like the way this <laughs> state's going. Everybody's I don't like these lockdowns. Right. Yeah. You know, why don't we meet for coffee, invite a few friends, and why don't we bring in a speaker or whatever, and then find out what we can do here in our neighborhood to make a difference in our schools or make a difference in our legislature. Just don't do it in King County, man. <laughs> <Require> <laughs> well, they need it there passport. too, brother. <laughs> 
I know they do. No, it's uh, it's exciting. So, Jim, I want to I want to dig into this just a little bit because I always say everybody can't do everything, but everybody can do something. I want you to tell us about your first meeting. What was that like? Um, I I can't remember who we we had somebody come in and speak to us, and I, I don't even remember who it was, but everybody was the the meeting kind of got derailed because there was some stuff going on at the school board. Mm -hmm. And so we just had this discussion about what's going on at the school board and what could we do? And uh, we just all decided, well, they meet next Tuesday or whatever day it is. And so probably most of us showed up there and brought a friend. So it just wasn't one of us. And did the FBI come to your house? No. Good. <laughs> Just we, we have a very, very great sheriff in yes, this you do. Yeah. in our county. And uh, he said, don't worry about the FBI coming. I got them. That's amazing. So then, so then you guys showed up at the school board meeting. Tell me about that. What happened there? Tell us, give us all the details. Well, so the school board, uh, it was over CRT. Mm -hmm. And there were so many people, the school board tabled the discussion. So, well, because they were ready to. We're not going to talk about it. Yeah. Rather well, than let's talk about it and not do it. Mm -hmm. Well, they gave everybody their three minutes of, you know, to say what they wanted. And there was probably 20 or 30 people stood up and uh, voiced their concerns. And so the school board table it for the next month well um i wasn't able to attend but i heard there was well over a hundred uh, people showed up and the school board said we're mandated by law to sign it we're signing it end of conversation of course and then what happened uh, well Is there, a lawsuit? There, was no, there was no yeah. lynching there was yeah. no chasing <laughs> no no, no pitchforks and torches come on there were some we're really, talking about lewis county here there were some really mad people yes and uh so, it, so we're going to have a I'm conversation putting, but yes. we're, we've got a predetermined see this is the problem and i'm so glad jim that you're talking about this because this is like mm -hmm. this is this is the deal public comment means nothing because we have a predetermined decision. If they could have just said that, well, we have to implement this as a law, then lead with that. They waited until you talk, but it's not. And this local school board still has power to say no to the yep. state. So on this note, too, in when they went through the transgender bathroom, we were told this in, in Pierce County as well. They got school board, going, oh, we have to do this. This is, you know, mandated. And of course, these um, superintendent of public instruction comes out and says, no, it's just a, a guideline. It doesn't have to be mandated. The school boards have their say. And then just recently, a good friend of ours that is on a school board over in Enumclaw, I believe it is, Enumclaw or Edenville, one of the two, Edenville, um, says that they were threatened by not only the attorney general, but also the, uh, the superintendent of public instruction, if they don't enforce the vaccine, the mass mandates, and all this, this stuff like CRT, then they can be personally sued, you know, for their, uh, their own possession. So there's a lot of coercion and pressure. That's on assault, these school board members. It is. And so uh, for them to say it's a law, 
probably not true. It's it's a lie. They still have the authority, but I understand they're probably under threat of lawsuit to themselves. That's why we have to sue. That's why we have to bring it to the light, get more people engaged, and change the legislation, change the governor, of course. Um, but this is what a lot of people that show up, that they're doing things, they scare them, and then they talk to their attorney or the attorney general, and they're giving them guidance to say, nope, we have to do this. Okay, so let's see, back let's back yeah, up and ask Jim. Okay, so Jim, yeah. then what? Okay, so they did it anyway, even though you guys showed up. Was that disappointing? Did that affect? How did that affect your group? Um, it made us mad and determined that we need mm. to do a better job. And so, so it, it didn't it didn't have the desired effect that Bob Ferguson or whatever would want. It it got you more involved, and the group actually grew. Then, yeah, because. We had already talked about being, you know, not global, but, you know, statewide, you know, a little bit broader of a, of a, a scope, but the school board was right then. Mm-hmm. So we dove into the school board, came back, learned some lessons and said, okay, now let's go after everybody else. Let's go after the rest of our issues. Mm-hmm. And then the mandates were huge. You know, they they came right on the heels of the school board meetings. And one of the things that makes everybody mad was they say, well, we'll, we'll cut your funding. Mm-hmm. Well, how, do you, how, how do you cut our funding? So if you cut our funding for our school district, that means I don't have to pay taxes anymore? <laughs> of course not. You still pay taxes. Those were essential. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that didn't make sense. And one of the things that was brought up, at that school board meeting where people were saying, Hey, we'll replace the money that's missed. They take, we don't mm-hmm. care. We just don't want girl boys in the girls bathroom. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. We've and, talked about the federal dollars tied to the strings and the state dollars tied to the strings. When they did the McClear, the uh, levy swap and Republicans and Democrats supported it. We were all worried because when you put all the money, property tax money at the state and then it's reapportioned back to the school districts, there are strings attached. So they say now they can threaten to withhold the resources if you don't comply to their dictates, to their leftist ideology. But I will say this, and this is a, it's kind of tongue in cheek to Doug. Doug, I'm not an attorney, but I've played one on, on radio before. Um, <laughs> wasn't the McCleary decision about fully funding education? Now it's a paramount duty of government. So if you threaten to withhold, these things are always convenient. I know, always convenient. Threaten to withhold funding from education for a shot or a mask, which is paramount. I thought it was education. You know, I I thought that would be off the table. Just saying, you know, I should be asked. (laughs) You know that irritates me. And and then we have a private school that was having having issues that Mm -hmm. L and I came after them because they weren't enforcing the mask mandate to their liking Mm -hmm. and so when when we pushed back on that they they said well they're threatening not to recertify us next year so that we won't be certified with the state so that our kids our education doesn't count Mm -hmm. I, i don't get that so this once again this is a the government using tyranny is absolute tyranny where the one party rule using coercion. Hey, we'll pull your funding if you don't do what we tell you to do. 
Okay, we'll pull your accreditation if you don't do what we tell you to do. Okay, then it, it comes down to then, as Doug was saying earlier, they they replace people that want to follow the Constitution. They know right from wrong with people that will just follow orders. So they weaponized LNI, they weaponized the State Patrol, they weaponized police departments that have lost good people because they want to, uh, with people that like Doug said, and our, our speaker at his event said, the brown shirts. That's what happened in Nazi Germany was they would have these youth that put on the brown shirts that would beat people up to, to coerce them to be walking fear. And it was a small minority of the people that were Nazis. The majority of the population was controlled through fear. And we're seeing that in a republic in this nation. So part of us is to say, we will not fear. Now, you can threaten all you want, but we're not going to allow you to do it. We're going to keep on pushing back. I know, and to um, many people in the state that have lost their job, many people have stood on their values and said, I'm willing to lose it all um, to stand up for what's right. I think it's coming to that for many of us. Don't you think, Doug? <laughs> Brother, you have, yes. the, the, you have the unequivocal uh, knack for stating the obvious. Yes, right. Uh, you know, but I, I'm so excited that, you know, we can take the anger and we can get our friends and we can go do something about it. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, that's encouraging. And like I said, even at my kickoff this last week, I just, I never seen that before, right? Mm-hmm. Where we have folks uh, getting together. It was probably the MC that, that made the whole thing happen. Oh, He's yeah. Pretty, pretty yeah. talented guy. <laughs> Um, but he, you know, any rate, yeah, no, this is, um, well, this is a plan. It's a plan. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's a process and they've got it thought out. And so what can we do with Jim and you and me and our, and Mm -hmm. our friends to have a plan to kick back? And I think that's what Jim's talking about connecting Mm -hmm. and, and having, you know, I'm reading this article in Breitbart. (laughs) You've got, uh, Leah. Um, what's her name here? Leah, Leah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's a dude. She's she smashing. She's smashing all the women's records. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and NCAAs. Oh, this is great. This is an advance for women. No, know? it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. When men compete with women's sports, uh, transgender or what, it is not fair. They should have a transgender yeah. league. They should. Exactly they shouldn't right. have, this should not be, you know, if there's a billion different genders, Right. Yes. Or whatever, maybe 2300s or whatever. They whatever say. Yeah. It, it does. It just, none of it makes any sense at all. There's two. God gave us male and female. We're good. Right. And if you have trouble telling which one you are, I can tell you, just ask me. Yes. I will, I will ask yes. you a couple of basic questions and we'll figure it out real quick. Hey, but, Jim, a couple of years ago, to Doug's point there, um, Family Policy Institute of Washington surveyed college students about is there a difference between male and female? And even though it's absurd to ask that question, they didn't want to answer it because they felt like they would be wrong or, or woke or canceled if they answered it incorrectly. It's absurdity. And so common sense, Doug said, so won't they have their own league? We all know that's the, the common sense answer. If we were allowing them to do what they want to do, but to compete against each other, not to abuse or to dominate over our girls, the same thing happened with the transgender bathroom. We all said, fine, give them their own. Don't let them use the male or female. Let them use the transgender bathroom. They didn't want that. It's not about accommodating or giving into. It's about redefining and destroying the, uh, the foundations of our values. Doug? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what Jim was saying. Yeah. That was what yeah. they were talking about. They didn't want 
dudes in the girls room and girls in the dudes room. I mean, this is, you know, it's hard enough, especially when they're, you know, teens and stuff, right. To keep, Mm -hmm. we used to have chaperones and everything. I mean, keep them apart, right. Try to keep, you know, but we want planned, planned parenthood wants them pregnant and, Mm -hmm. and STD and everything else. But you know, that's, that's big pharma, right. You get, you got to have drugs to cure every thing that, you know, sin is creating in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, where, where do we go from here, Jim? What, what's our, what's our next step? What are you thinking? Well, one, I went to a meeting that Marty sent me down to a meeting in Clark County uh, last Friday night and their action plan was go home and tell your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And after you tell that neighbor, go to the other side of your house and tell that neighbor. And I, that kind of struck me. It's been on my mind ever since I was down there. You know, because we're totally word of mouth, no f- social media. I, every meeting, I say, please, nothing on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, just invite people and bring them here. And I really like that action plan. I got this big action plan in my head. We're, we're mobilizing all those people. Their action plan was talk to your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And we had two things happened in Lewis County the last election. One lady lost by one vote to the city council one vote wow. one vote and the ems levy here locally lost by one vote it was one vote short and so you know everybody needs to know their voice matters mm-hmm. and that that's what I, we're trying to say and that's what we're trying to do is get people to speak to speak to their friends, bring their friends, tell their friends, no, your vote matters. Mm-hmm. Your voice matters. And, and I think that's just what, what we're trying to do is just trying to move forward one person at a time. You know, and I, again, I want to get back to this, Jim, because I think you're hitting the nail on the head. The power and the, the strength of America is the value of the individual. You see, when we have that, it's individual rights. And this is, this is a Christian thing. It's because of the Bible where, where, you know, it's this individual, you know, you can't be, you know, go, let's go back 500 and some years to uh, Martin Luther and his thesis, you know, pounding his, his theses on the door. There's 90, whatever thesis. And it was all about the individual. You can't just be like part of this group called the church or whatever and make it and get there. And so all Mm -hmm. of a sudden you elevate the individual person. And that's what you're talking about. Your neighbor is important. And Mm -hmm. you're and you're, you know, when you go talk to your neighbor, Jim, they probably feel pretty good about that. They're probably like, wow, this person values me, right? I'm, I'm valuable part and I could add my value to your value and uh, go somewhere. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So I love the simplicity and the excellence of that as well. What the group down, down in Clark County and what you guys are doing there, there are always going to be issues. Everybody will be upset about something or especially in is when you have one party control in the state and the nation that's driving us over the cliff fiscally with these social policies and so forth. So you people will have interest, but when you, when you talk to your neighbor to your right, your neighbor to your left through relationship, you just increased your influence by 300%. You're not, you know, that's exponential <laughs> that's, growth. That's a pretty good math growth. for you, McClendon. Right. 
Well, you know, I'm actually. So, <laughs> Did you but, use a calculator to get no, that? No, or? But see, th- you think about that. It, it is literally every neighbor, right? You double your influence, right? Yes. You double your impact. That's a, a amazing thing. So what you can do, you may, they may have something you, you don't have, may have the same concerns or different. You could bring to a collective, if you will, and say, all right, this all comes back to, and now Doug and I always talk about it too, is once you know what the issues are and you come together and you're informed, then it really comes down to simple things like telling more people, getting people to register to vote, getting informed about the candidates or running for your office themselves, and then voting. Because voting will change everything in our state. You know, we have a, a deplorable turnout rate. People think, oh, it doesn't matter, like you said, Jim. But it does. When they turn One out vote. vote. Yes. One vote. Dude, that's like, Jim, that's, that's I mean, could we not have gotten one more person out? You know, that one neighbor we could have talked to, right? That could have made the difference or whatever, or two neighbors. Yeah, Amazing. the one ballot that was sitting on their table, they forgot to take it down and drop it off. I mean, that's what it come down to. Yeah, right. and 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 so, you know, I'm I'm obviously in agreement with my my buddy Marty there, but we're, you know, what we're doing is um we're we're we are happy to have you on the program because you never did this before and now you're doing something and this idea that okay well let's just do something and i've been saying that for a while and um and that's how i started that's how marty started that's how we mm-hmm. all start we just like we get to the point where like hey i need to pick up the slingshot and kill that giant over there <laughs> you know mm-hmm. or whatever it is and um and so that's that's really good do you do you have any advice for maybe a listener that's got that same kind of stirring in there, what, what, what advice would you give them if they're thinking, well, maybe I could put a little group together in my town here in Spokane Valley or Yakima or something. Or Tri-Cities or, yep, yep. I, I would say just do it. I mean, there's so many groups out there, you know. We picked the word pushback for freedom, just me and my buddy. We're kicking around. What, what should we be called? I hear pushback every single day about something or another. And I think people have got to push back. We've spent the last 40 years letting the Democrats run over the top of us because we just thought it would go away. And they're organized, as you were talking earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, it's time to say no. Draw the line in the sand if you're mad. And do something about it. I, I, my dad, my dad was was a coach, and one of his favorite sayings was, "Lead, follow, or get the hell out of my way." And <laughs> Amen, that, yeah. that is that is big in my mind. And another one he said was, "There's no sense getting off in Chicago when you can fly all the way to New York." Okay, you know, explain that one to me. Yeah. Don't do something halfway. There we go. I love it. Crawl yep. crawl on board, you know, go to the end of the flight. You know, and I think if we sit and do nothing and hope it's going to go away, we will end up in the line at the soup kitchen hoping to get a couple morsels of bread. And, Not and doing so- something is actually doing something. Yep. You're, is- you're allowing them to do what they're going to do. Yeah. Every, every one of our, we have sign in sheets so I can, you know, get the emails, addresses and stuff. And I have a column on there. Would you like to help? Half Mm -hmm. of those, half of them are 
answered yes. And so everybody again, wants to yeah. do something. For our listeners, um, talk to your neighbor. Invite talk. them to a meeting. Get some information. But that collecting emails, communicating with one another, every political campaign and every political party knows this is gold. When you can communicate and know your neighborhood, you can make a real difference. And it takes a small amount, as Doug was saying, but as you combine forces over different issues, you can actually sway um, who gets elected. You can sway legislation or bad legislation. You can make a difference. And I will add one more thing, because Doug and I, obviously in the political process, it takes money. And a lot of people think it takes way too much money, but even $5 from a Joe average person um, to a candidate makes a difference. It could be a sign. And then, then, you know, 20 people give them five bucks, you can give them, you know, airtime on the radio or TV. It's sure. amazing what you can do to get your message out. But, but if people don't know your message, don't know you're a candidate, don't know how they can get engaged, then they're looking for like yourself, looking like, who do I talk to? Where do I get engaged? And so people like yourself that talk to their neighbors start forming groups and then start connecting with other groups so that when things go down, like the school board or like legislation, you can say, hey, let's all go down there. It doesn't take a whole lot of effort because we all care and think about it the same thing. It takes some. It takes some, but it takes some coordination. It takes people willing to get engaged, to spend some time, to invest some of their, their resources and their volunteer hours, and it makes a huge difference. I just it's outsized. Yeah, yeah, it's good, Marty. You're, 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 you're doing good brother. I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, Go ahead. Uh, I just thought of something, you know, we used to say, put your money where your mouth is, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, a, that's kind of an old saying, but what I think Jim's group is doing is they're putting their muscle where their mouth is, put your mm-hmm. muscle where your mouth is. You exercise the, the muscles in your legs and walk out into the meeting, right? Go to the meeting, go to the school board, go do something, go to city hall yeah. And, and hit the city council and go to the county. And, you know, you, you were saying earlier about your sheriff, you know, talk. Do you know your sheriff? Do you know your first responders? Who are they? Right. Go, uh, w- go to the fire department. What's up with you guys? How, how can we help you guys? Mm-hmm. Right. That kind of thing. That, that's amazing. And I'll tell you what, they appreciate it. They like it. The city council in Kent, they know me. <laughs> You mm-hmm. know why? Because I call them and I talk to them and I email them and I show up if I'm really, they know if I show up at the city council meeting, there will be fireworks because I don't show up unless I'm really on something, but let them know. And, you know, I've got the mayor of Kent on speed dial and um, it helped that she goes to my church, well, but true. when they were defunding <laughs> the police, I called her up. I'm like, Dana. What are you doing? She says, Doug, we are not, I'm adding officers. I'm like, thank you. Right answer. <laughs> How can I help in your reelection campaign? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So um, this is, you know, this is cool. And the other thing that I like about you, Jim, is that it's fresh. You know, you're not just doing the old thing. You're doing something new. You're, you're getting some fresh ideas, some new ideas. So what's on the horizon? What do you, what do you see coming up? What are you guys going to do? I see that we're going to work really hard at the legislative session. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep track on it. We're going to write letters about everything, find out who's, who are the committee members, who's the chairman of the committee, 
and just exert pressure on them. And 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 knowing we, the bills is a big deal, right? So you said you have you have a team working on that, the stuff that the pre stuff that's already coming up. Yeah. Like for we, example, I heard last night or or the other day uh, that they're working on reducing our magazine size in our guns. Oh yeah. So that's, you know, obviously that's a, a telescoping. They're going to do that. Right. And yeah. so how, well, how does that make you feel, bro? <laughs> go ahead, Jim. <laughs> it makes me pretty mad. I can tell yep. you that. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're going to push back. They're going to take the sex ed thing and run it further down the road. Mm-hmm. I, I see that, you know, our, our children, I got a, well, she's, just turned seven months old granddaughter and my daughter brings her to our meetings and I tell everybody says right there, that little girl who I've been telling her entire life, she can depend on grandpa. Grandpa Mm -hmm. will protect you. She's, she's why we got to be in this fight, Mm -hmm. not just for my daughter, but for my granddaughter and her, and her grand, her children. You know, we got to do it today. And, and, and that's what drives me crazy is people are just so uh, apathetic. Oh, don't worry about it. Well, yeah, I worry about it. Mm-hmm. Well, people have always, at least in the, the last several years, been apathetic. And that's the mm-hmm. reason we're at the position where yeah. we're at. So let me just encourage you with this, Jim, that you are no longer apathetic. And that to me is encouraging. And so we, we want to get, we want to let people get there somehow. And I think what you're doing is helping that. And so we don't want to, you know, I was apathetic for a while and Mm -hmm. then I got involved and then I started waking up to, wow, I have influence and this is bad. What they're trying to do. You know, I have five kids. I have three grandkids. You know, this matters to me too. So I have, you know, I have personal motivation, but also I live here. This is right. my state. Right. This is my country. And um, so I can't get, you know, you, uh, I just want to encourage you, Jim, don't get too yep. worried about all the apathy. Just try to like yep. get them, just try to get them Bop. riled up one at a time or what, like you said, talk to your neighbor, right? <laughs> neighbor. One of the comments add to your, at the end of this, Jim, real quick, like a fundamental duty for you and me and all of us that are dads or granddads is to protect our children, protect our family. The fundamental value and purpose of government is to protect our communities, our state, our nation from foreign enemies and enemies within. That's basically it. Foreign you know, and domestic, there's transportation. Yeah. The idea here, though, is we are less safe with the overrun crime, with the open borders, with the attack on our children, actually from those within the the sheep's den, if you will, the wolves. And so it is time as us adults and neighbors to get engaged and to defend and protect our little ones, whether they're yours or somebody else's. This is our job and our responsibility, and that's government's job, too, and they've not been doing it. So they need to be replaced. Anything, Jim? I totally agree. Yep. They'd be, they need to be replaced. They need to be threatened. They need to be coerced. Yep. I mean, if they're, if they're willing to coerce me into getting a vaccination that I don't want or mm-hmm. to wear some kind of, you know, not doing anything facial covering other than showing submission to them and 
then I'm going to force them. I'm going to start coming back at them. And I think that's what I love about Jim is he wants to take the battle of them. How could people get a hold of you? My email address is pushbackforfreedom at gmail.com. Pushbackforfreedom at gmail.com. So you guys listening today, you might want to just get a hold of Jim at pushbackforfreedom at gmail.com and say, hey, how can I support you? Or how? give me some advice. I want to start a group in my neighborhood. I want to start a group in my, my town or whatever. And that's what you're trying to do now, right, Jim? You're trying to get more groups uh, all over the place. Well, you know, the ACN network goes all over uh, Washington State and, Mm -hmm. of course, the podcasts and all that other stuff. So pushbackforfreedom at gmail.com. Jim, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been been fun. I'm excited about what you're doing. I want to remind our listeners that you can uh, find out more about us at dougandmarty.com. That's DougAndMarty.com. We have uh, actually have uh, our podcast. You can tell your smart device, hey, Alexa, play Doug and Marty versus the world. And That's guess right. what? It'll play us, which is it's really amazing. weird. I have one of those. So it's, <laughs> I've tried too. it. It works. Anyway, brother, are you ready for Christmas? I'm ready. Are you ready? <laughs> here we go. Here uh, it comes. Uh, here it this comes. Is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. God bless you and God bless America.